Discretion is advised. So many warnings before my show. You're one of the few shows that actually has that warning. <laughs> I'm one of the few now? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm Francis Hall. Hi, I'm Calvin Williams. <laughs> And uh, Lucas could not be with us this week. He's just not feeling well. We are live. It is August 7th, 2021, about 7 p.m. How is, uh, how is Lush Vibes Radio going? Yeah, things are really good. Things are going really good with the show. Um, last week was episode 146. And no special, no special theme last week, just uh, this Got in the studio and uh, threw some vibes out into the uh, to the internet airwaves. For those that don't know, Calvin Williams hosts Lush Vibes Radio. It's a music program Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's live. And it's live. So, so it was nice, uh, nice graveyard shift music or uh, music for the, uh, the night owls out there. Music for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Oh yeah, especially especially the uh, the Quiet Storm episodes. Yeah, <laughs> those are those are the episodes where where like I give fair warning, people may end up pregnant. <laughs> so so just just putting it out there. <laughs> There's another uh, another um, Quiet Storm episode coming in a few more weeks. I think the last the last Tuesday in August. So um, if you're if you feel if you feel like uh, being in the mood. At that particular date, uh, mark that in your calendar. <laughs> and you want to remind folks what Quiet Storm is, where it came from? Okay, so the Quiet Storm is a radio format that got started um, in the 70s in Washington, D.C. on a, um, WHUR radio, um, Howard University radio. It was started by Melvin Lindsay. Uh, he was a DJ that... Um, Decided to put together a a format that featured like a lot of classic soul, uh, smooth jazz, and uh, and one of the biggest thing. That that come from outside? Yeah, that's from outside. Good grief! <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to hear your fucking music from your fucking car because it's so damn good. We all want to hear it. Like, geez, heard that from the third floor. But anyway. Um, so like classics, uh, classic soul, jazz, um, R and B from that era, and uh, and eventually started taking requests, and like the format, like the show ended up taking off, ended up getting syndicated, and ultimately turned into a whole radio format, which spread nationwide, and is still very popular to this day. Um, here in New York. Um, the Quiet Storm is on WBLS, and the and the host of the Quiet Storm here is Lenny Green, one of the smoothest voices around. <laughs> I can only I can only strive to like be like one sixteenth as smooth as him. Okay, <laughs> all right. And those usually when you do Quiet Storm, it's it's a double show, right? It's a two hour show. Yep it it's all um well Lush Vibes Radio is always two hours, but uh. Oh, but I didn't I mean, know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's 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 been two hours since uh, 2019. I started off as one hour. It started uh, it started off as a one hour show at the dead of midnight, but uh, 
I was able to, to expand to two hours uh, two years ago. So I uh, kind of ran away, kind of ran away with it, and I never looked back. <laughs> Actually, was um, was cool. Oh, and I need to I need to reach out to Allie. Um, sometimes the show before me um, takes off. And I can take her hour. And so actually the last quiet storm was actually three hours long. <laughs> All right. So that was, so that was really cool. I was, uh, I was thinking recently about radio when I was growing up radio in the seventies, I was born in 1965. There was this one station I used to listen to all the time. It was uh 99 X. Um, and, uh, it was mostly, uh, top 40 rock okay. music. Um, but they also did a whole lot of like uh, um, contests and uh, and giveaways mm-hmm. and uh, and I had this thing where uh, if if where where they they would call people at their home and if you answered ninety nine X is my favorite radio station if that's how you answered the phone then you win like some kind of fucking prize and, okay. and, and in my child's mind it was the biggest prize in the world <laughs> so every time i answered our home phone i would answer it 99x is my favorite radio station <laughs> is uh mr hall available please <laughs> <laughs> did, did that faithful did that faithful moment ever come for you <laughs> i don't even think i was my phone number was registered with them i don't think there was even a chance that they could have called me ever ever and um and i remember i remember getting through once to do to 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 um to request a song mm-hmm. and i was thinking of the girl i liked best mm-hmm. and i was thinking of the song i liked best i wasn't thinking in terms of the song matching uh, like a romantic thing mm-hmm. so so let's make up a name uh sally 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 smith Okay, I wanna, I wanna dedicate, I wanna dedicate a song to, to, to Sally Smith, and I want you to play, um, Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember specifically that. Like, are you sure you want to dedicate Kung Fu? Yeah, it's a great song, Kung Fu Fighting. You wanna dedicate that? Yeah, 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 to Sally Smith. She's really cute. I was just listening. We should play that song. <laughs> Let me see if I can cue it up. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Well, Calvin's gonna cue that up, and we're gonna play Kung Fu Fighting in a little bit. So inappropriate, you know. Why not your song by Elton John? Another beautiful song from that era. I mean, I wouldn't call Kung Fu Fighting a beautiful song. <laughs> it's 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 certainly a song. It is a song. <laughs> You know, it was just so exciting to me to be on the radio. And in my mind, that's what made sense. Your favorite song at the time dedicated to your favorite person at the time. Yeah, it it makes sense to an, to an adolescent brain. <laughs> it does. It does. I remember another time um, I was, uh, I was, this is now we're going forward into the 80s, right around 86. Uh, Downey Jr. was a cast member for Saturday Night Live. Uh, so he was doing all right. He was making some money. Um, not like he is now, but. Right. Um, but he still wasn't all that well known. So he called into a radio station from a limousine that we were in. 
and uh, and I heard on his end, you know, what he was saying, and it was fucking funny as fuck. I don't remember what it was, but it was really funny and it was really well said, well put together. But they had it on they 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 do it on like a five minute delay or ten minute delay, mm-hmm. and by the time he his his part came up on the radio they had edited the fuck out of it so he did not sound like the intelligent talented brilliant person that he was they just took all the all the best parts out and and presented him so poorly so that really that told me a little bit that taught me a little bit of something kind of showed you what radio like terrestrial radio is all about yeah yeah i mean it was it was sort of a precursor to what we see in reality tv you know which is which is not reality which is bullshit exactly anyway something else i wanted to talk about today just because it 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 i think it's important and it, and it uh, pissed me off about four fifteen p.m today uh i was walking past houston hall which is a big beer hall on houston street and the bouncers had kicked out a guy who was across the street, unable to stand up. And the bouncer had like a button on that said something like, uh, uh, I'm here to help you to help you from yourself. And I'm thinking, you didn't do that. The bouncer said that? The, the bouncer had a button, you know. Oh. That says that that said I'm here to help you, help you help yourself or some something like that. You know, like uh-huh. like I'm like it may seem like I'm the bad guy, but I'm really the good guy here, and I'm just trying to keep you safe. But that's total bullshit, you know, because they're they're letting these kids and they're very young. The the Houston Hall clientele, they're they they just barely old enough to drink. Some of them probably fake IDs, and and they're letting them get drunk to the point where they're passed out on the street and giving no assistance whatsoever. And I think there's, and I'm pretty sure they have a legal responsibility there. I think that if, if, uh, and I could be wrong, I might have seen this on some court show, it could be bullshit, but that if a bartender serves you past the point of inebriation and you get in a car and you kill somebody, the bartender and the bar have some degree of liability in that. I don't really know. But Houston Hall is not taking any responsibility. They're just getting they're just letting people get as drunk as they can and then when they can't handle them anymore, they toss them out on the street, literally. And that's terrible. New York is truly back. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> At four in the afternoon. It's not even fucking dark out yet. All right, let's play this song. Let's play Kung Fu Fighting. I wanna hear it. This one? All right. Carl Douglas. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting Those kids were fast 
Kung Fu Fighting by uh, Carl Douglas, 1974. Hold on. <laughs> okay, got that. I knew, I knew if I didn't act fast, something else was going to happen. Me and technical stuff. Yeah, I'm just reading about this. Rated 100 and VH1's greatest one-hit wonders. So I would have been Nine. Uh, wait, what year was it when you uh, when you uh, dedicated that song? <laughs> what year? It was either seventy four or seventy five because it came out in seventy four. <laughs> so I was either nine or ten years old. <laughs> Should they even let a nine year old on the radio? <laughs> Humiliating himself? <laughs> Pro- probably not. <laughs> Actually, I want to hear a little bit of. This is called Bus Stop. It's also Carl Douglas. Oh no, that's the. Um. A- that's a, a remix. Oh, this is a re- I've heard this remix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard this remix before. <clears throat> it's just taking all of the uh, all of the elements of of uh, cultural appropriation and making them worse. <laughs> Pretty, pretty sure, pretty sure the uh, the remix artist uh, for this song was is not American. I think. So I forget, I forget, uh, forget where he's from, but somewhere overseas. Funny enough, there's a there's this game, this uh, very popular game, especially overseas, called Dance Dance Revolution. I've heard of it. Okay, so Dance Dance Revolution is. Uh, is um it's a it's a arcade game where where it has um four dance pads on the ground up is up down left and right 
So you have to step on the uh, step on the associated dance pad according to what you see on the screen. And so like you have to follow the rhythm, follow the rhythm that you see uh, scrolling on the screen. So just like stop, st- like left, right, left, right, up, right, left, etc. And it it's actually a lot. Well, it's fun for for people who can like really coordinate themselves properly. And this is huge in some places. Like there are big yeah. audiences watching people play this game, right? Yeah, um, it's fairly popular in America. It's huge in Japan. Right, right. I I still I I don't really get what I really don't get is is people who watch other people play video games <laughs> and the huge followings that they get and the money yes. that they make. To a certain extent, I do because like I have a lot of friends that that stream video games online and it's not just it's it's a couple of factors it's how well they play well depending on the person and the personality of the person and it's some and it's some balance of the two either there's somebody really good but has has the uh, personality of this wood floor here or the worst gamer in the world but is cracking jokes and making people laugh along the way while they're like failing miserably at this game (laughs) you know it's starting to make a little bit more sense now yeah on on the flip side though like like the world series of like world series of like world series of video games like these tournaments and stuff that just generate throngs of audiences i'm still trying to figure that one out (laughs) and also, part of me is kind of jealous that all these people are making just millions of dollars, like, for, like furiously playing the uh, playing these games for like eight to ten hours a day, and ten I spend eight to ten hours a day answering phone calls <laughs> and doing technical support. Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, sure, I would love to make <laughs> millions playing a fucking video game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, actually, I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, though, who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Especially if you get sponsorships, man. That's the crazy part. Like you, you'll see people that have like video game teams, and you have, and you see like that's well, for all intents and purposes, it, it wouldn't be Nike, but like you see like a Nike logo on their jersey or like some. Like some like major major brand out there that's sponsoring them, that's throwing money at them to play this game. You know, I'm not that jealous because I also am a person who prefers to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) They don't strike me as you'd be surprised. (laughs) Really, there's there's gamer groupies out there. There's gamer groupies out there. And they are like these gamers are 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 not want for for sex and like whatever they literally whatever they want. Wow! Like they're 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 the modern day rock stars. Damn! Yeah, it's it's real out there. <laughs> well, good for them. You know. Yeah, I I know it probably takes a lot of practice and concentration and skill. So you know, still jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the person that got uh, that was on the sidewalk across from House and Hall did have some friends 
that were helping him out. Um, I, I wanted to, to mention that. And if there wasn't anyone there helping him out, uh, then it would become my responsibility. That's how I feel about these types of things. That if you see someone who's in trouble and there's no one helping, then, and you're able to help and you're able to help, then not only should you, and people will argue with me about this, but I believe it is your responsibility to do so. That's, that's, it's so funny because when this subject came up, it was a junior high school teacher that, that was trying to impress this upon me. And I argued and argued and argued. I'm like, this is not my response. If I did not cause this situation, if I did not this with this situation, I don't know the person. It is no, it is not my responsibility. And I was so, so, uh, I, I argued so voraciously about this. Uh, and now I'm, I'm totally flipped. I'm totally on the other side. I think it is. I think it is my responsibility. If there, if no one else is helping and there is something I can do, I have to. Um, I'm actually with you on that, especially, especially if there is something you can do or, or at the very least, see, like, see about getting, uh, getting that person some help. Call 911 or like if they're really in distress. I mean, it's like somebody, uh, somebody like falling over drunk at four o'clock in the afternoon with nobody to help them out, really. And you're just going to let them just rot, uh, rot in their misfortune. There have been too many times, in my opinion, where I have been the only one to help someone in, mm. in need and, and literally see people walk over them, literally walk over the person. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's it it bothers me, but at the same time, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm doing the right thing. Uh, a number of years ago, when I was living on Thompson Street, uh, Thompson and Bleecker, which is a huge party block, um, there were these two young women, very very good looking young women. <laughs> one of them was drunk, and one of them was plastered. Mm. And the one that was plastered. It was, it, you know, it, it looked like it could go that she was going to spend an evening in, in jail, in the drunk tank, mm. or, or in the hot, it, it wasn't going well. No one was helping. Um, I called a car service because um, the one that was just drunk was enough, was sober enough that she could get them back home. Okay. And, um, and I stayed with them and uh, put them in a car. And as I was walking away, this woman, <laughs> this woman goes, now that's a gentleman. I'm from the South. I know a real gentleman. That's a real gentleman right there. That's a real gentleman. Because <laughs> I guess because I didn't try to get a phone number. I didn't, I didn't try to go in the car with him, whatever. I mean, I just did what was right. Right. And... and, and <laughs> I think I don't. I think that's just doing what's right. I don't think that that raises the bar to. That's a real gentleman. I'm from the south. <laughs> she was just so proud of me. <laughs> but it was nice to hear. Like, I mean, you don't you don't do good deeds for the accolades, but it's nice every now and then to to get some accolades. It you know? is. It is. If you're gonna have some, you know, middle aged woman yelling at you on the street, it's nice if they're saying something good. <laughs> <laughs>
no, I have I have an interesting story of uh, how I ended up uh, um, helping somebody in need one time. This is going back like maybe uh, I'm thinking like six, seven years ago. I was downtown Brooklyn. I was I think I was on my way home from somewhere. I, I don't remember exactly. But uh, a young woman flagged me down. She was like, hi, uh, I, 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 I don't have a phone. I need help calling my aunt. So, so I was like, okay, sure. Um, she seemed like she was okay, but like, I looked at her jacket, her jacket was tattered and like, I figured she might, something, something must've happened. She might be some, uh, dealing with some kind of distress. So, uh, she call, uh, she calls her aunt. She's on the phone for a little bit and just gathering from the conversation, I realized this young woman was actually from Ohio. She suffered a schizophrenic episode. The voices in her head told her that she needed to go to New York. So she jumped on a bus and took a bus from Ohio into New York. So I realizing, oh, boy, this is. OK, I may need to stick around for this one. <laughs> so I sat with her. Uh, in the benches downtown, this is Fulton Street, uh, like Fulton Street, where like like a couple of blocks from Macy's. And so I, I sat with her. I talked with her. She told me like she told me a lot about her, told me, told me what was going on. She suffered from schizophrenia. She told like, she told me what had happened. She and um, by the time she got to New York, she was in her right mind and realized this is bad. And so. This I sat, ended up sitting with her for about two hours, and that's um, kind of back and forth between her and her aunt, and I was able to give the aunt enough information to uh, let her uh, let her know where she was and where she could be found, and um, I tried to stay. I tried to uh, keep her uh, keep the young woman there as long as I could, but she was like. I'm sorry. I appreciate your help, but I really need I uh, really need to go. Like I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to stop her, but I also wanted to make sure that I can give some kind of identifying uh landmark to make sure that her aunt would be able to find her. So I told told the aunt where she was and just hoped and prayed for the best. Ended up getting a call about 3 late, 3 days later from the aunt thanking me for uh for helping her niece out she was able to uh, she was able to uh, track her down and and uh find her way back to ohio that's great and that you got that closure <laughs> yeah that was that was something i i never ever forgot like that was it was a it was a <clears throat> it was a very surreal moment but in that in that moment i i realized this was somebody who really needed help and i couldn't just let her be you know that's so right. I I did what I could, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Now, just out of my own curiosity, <clears throat> was she? Did, would you consider her attractive? She was okay. Because because uh, the the reason I ask is because I think those are the situations where it's even more important to intervene because of uh, the 
greater possibility of of a predator uh yeah you know like that's that's one of like that's one of the biggest things that uh, i worried about like young woman in a uh, in a city she's never been to somehow like somehow made it under like flew under the radar for 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 days like and not to say not to say that that uh, unattractive people don't become victims of predators and i also want to want to say want to clarify that that attraction is a relative thing yeah. um and uh so i just want to get that out there right but if it, it was it was it was important for me to try to try to get her in the right get her in the right direction of help and i'm i'm glad everything worked out good i am too uh, got a couple of things here I need to read, and then I want to share the headline of the week. All right. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, you're listening to a Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Med Supplies Only, offering little or no cost medical braces. More information is available at 844 we have had a very rough time, like a lot of small businesses have during COVID-19. Most of our revenue streams have evaporated, and we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way towards helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say Thank you. You can also use your phone to text RFB123244321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to Amazon.com slash smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn, and it'll cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. (laughs) Whatever you can afford will make a huge, Y-U-G-E, a huge, huge, huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather the storm together. You know, I thought it was over. You know, I thought, here we go. COVID's over. These fucking anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, and the fucking... (laughs) Delta variant. Now, now, if there's an upside to this Delta variant, and there's not very many, but the upside is all these idiots who are like, no, oh, I'm not, I'm not masking up, I'm not taking a vaccine. They're taking this one seriously. <coughs> what do you mean? Like, like a lot, a lot of people are actually, actually, um, even the, even the, like really incredibly stubborn ones like they're they're actually beginning to see and like cognitively process thankfully that this is this is something that's that's not a game like they're these a lot of these people probably like looked at covid from afar was like oh it's it's just a cold and now that now they're seeing like all their local hospitals clogged up with people that are like sick and dying from this delta variant and now they realize, oh, this is, this is not a joke. This, this is, this is, this, this is an actual emergency. 
And unfortunately, humanity has to learn the hard way for a lot of these things. Yes. Well, I, I you know, I, I hope people friggin' wake up who... Anyway, here's the headline of the week. Explosive diarrhea nixes NBC's ultimate slip and slide. What? <laughs> I'm going to read this again. Because there's just so much that goes through your head when you hear this. There's so much to unpack on that. Explosive diarrhea nixes NBC's Ultimate slip and slide. <laughs> Be- before we even move on, where does it, where this, where did this headline originate from? Huffington Post. <laughs> <laughs> or Huff Post. Ariana Huffington is no longer part of it, so it's Huff Post. So Ultimate Slip and Slide was going to be a game show on on NBC, which, as you can imagine, had these huge slip and slides. And what I had thought was that when people were going down the slide so fast, the water was rushing up their ass and turned into (laughs) Ultimate. But actually, it's a parasite. Oh, God, that's even worse. Like 300 people in the, from the cast and the crew got sick from this parasite and had explosive diarrhea in June. And then they resumed, <laughs> they resumed shooting and it happened again. I have so many questions. Most of those questions are, What? <laughs> One, where did this parasite come from? And two, did the cleanup, the cleanup crew do that terrible of a job that it happened again? <laughs> All right, let me see what I can find out here. And I, I would love to hear the song, uh, You Sexy Thing, to clear my palate after this. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd like to request no. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that would have been the right thing to request. All right, here's from Fox News. Ultimate slip and slide canceled at NBC months after explosive diarrhea outbreak report. Production of the competition series was halted after a crew member tasted positive for Giardia. Uh, the show, which was going to be hosted by Saturday Night Live alum and comedian Bobby Moynihan uh, and actor-writer Ron Funches, will not return to production and has been canceled in its entirety, NBC confirmed to Fox News. A spokesperson for the show confirmed to Fox News last month that the August 8th premiere ahead of the Olympic Summer Games closing ceremony would not be airing as scheduled. The show initially described the premiere as a two-night event slanted for... For August 8th and August 9th, Family Game Fight. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sorry. Family Game Fight will now air during the time slot instead. Ugh. (laughs) I I had so many, like, I have so many uh, hilarious thoughts about 
like a, a strain of explosive diarrhea hitting ultimate slip and slide. I mean, There's, yeah. Basically, like, like basically, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, this one crossed your head, too. Like, just basically just a trailer brown through the slip and slide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you hear ultimate slip and slide and explosive diarrhea, just so many things come to mind that aren't a parasite. <laughs>
That was You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate, and I'd like to dedicate that to Lucas. That's the way you do it. There you go. That's that's how you do a request. A dedication. (laughs) 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 I'd like to play Kung Fu Fighting for Sally Smith. (laughs) She's going to love it. She's just super cute. It made so much sense to me at the time. As so many things do when you're nine. <laughs> yep. All right. Headline of the week. We did that. Britney's titties. Haven't talked about that. Haven't talked about Cuomo being in trouble. You know about Britney's titties? Um, are Britney's titties in trouble? No. No, she's busting them out on Instagram. Even better. Yes. <laughs> Free Britney's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't see nips. <laughs> Free the nipple. Free Britney's nipples. <laughs> Set Britney free. Maybe we'll get to Britney's titties. We've got about 15 minutes left. A couple of notes here. Let's talk about cats. About cats. Halloween. Should I be Anton LaVey? Do you know who Anton LaVey is? Uh no. He was the, the founder of the of the Church of Satan. And if you want to Google Anton LaVey, find an image, you'll see that all I have to do is uh, is grow a goatee and put on a suit, and I'm the fucking guy. I'm Anton LaVey, founder of the Church of Satan. And who that knows about Anton LaVey is not going to want this guy at their party. Holy crap. Right? <laughs> let me let me show you the look. Furrow the brow a little more, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Put that up a little bit. I love doing visual stuff for radio. <laughs> <laughs> we rely on a lot of sight gags here on this radio show. This is this is this is like the uh, the second uh, the second impersonation that uh, uh, you've made mention. The first one being Jeff Bezos, alcoholic Jeff Bezos. <laughs> to be more specific, <laughs> I look like a fucking alcoholic Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you should be either Anton Lavey or uh, or a Jeff Bezos in his in his, in his uh, Blue Origin suit. <laughs> Space suit. <laughs> yeah, but this all I have to do is grow the fucking grow the grow the goatee, dye it black, put on a suit, and I'm and I'm on it. I'm in, and I have a nice suit. He was stylish. He he dressed well, Anton Levey, when he wanted to, but he wasn't wearing devil horns. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm already thinking about Halloween because we you, missed it last year. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about next Christmas. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. It, it's I, I, is, are you experiencing this too? Oh, <clears throat> I was never I was never terribly huge on Halloween, but uh, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas I am looking forward to. Well, uh, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is usually uh, yeah, me and mom. We usually usually uh, resign resign ourselves to uh, all the food that we can cook in a day. <laughs> but um, we missed uh, we missed last Christmas because the Christmas before that um, I had a bunch of friends over, um, including Emily, and uh, and. We we had a grand time. It was really nice, and so I uh, I missed doing that last year. So Emily, who knows a bit about explosive assholes? <laughs> so, I think, she she I think, wouldn't disagree. <laughs> I, I think the story she told will would was an ultimate slip and slide. Indeed, it was. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. The parade goes right by my building. I can watch it from the street or from the roof without yeah. having to deal with anything. I generally make uh, more money on Halloween than any other time of the year because I because I work. Uh, I I help to organize entertainment for parties for super rich people. Oh, right on. Oh yeah, yeah. There's one. There's one gig in particular that I had every year except for last year and it's in a it's in a I'm not allowed to say the name of the person uh contractually I'm not allowed to say the name of the person <laughs> um and I want to keep this gig cuz it's a lot of money um and uh it's in a I'll tell you what I can tell you it's in a brownstone mm-hmm. in Greenwich Village the brownstone is owned by the one person okay um and uh they have a backyard, which is converted into a tented area, mm-hmm. and the, the party area is in the backyard and also is in the basement and also is in the main floor. And then the second floor is converted into all the kitchen stuff, yeah. all, the, all, the, all the food. The third floor is where uh, all the performers uh, are, mm-hmm. are, in the, are in holding, and the roof, I mean the attic, is where the, the servers uh congregate and have their area uh, i i am guessing and it's and i and i spoke to the person who hires me and they said i wasn't that far off that the that these these parties the person who who is who throws it spends about a half a million dollars on that one halloween really? party yes wow and uh and it is the halloween hot ticket of the city and you know new york city is fucking halloween central yeah and um i'm told a lot of famous people are there the only people i've ever recognized mainly because i would say because i'm just so focused on my job i'm not concerned with who who you are as Mm. as a celebrity uh i want all of the guests whoever they are to have a good time and be safe right um and uh but there are three people that i have recognized there uh woody allen who came without a costume uh with with sun yi and does woody allen need a costume i mean people go as woody allen with a woody allen mask so i'm like maybe you don't need a costume you're woody allen (laughs) um 
Mindy Cohn from Facts of Life. No kidding. <laughs> Woody Allen was only there one year. Uh, uh, Mindy Cohn is there like every year. Wow. And the guy that plays... Uh, have you seen Beetlejuice? Yeah. The guy that plays the gay um, uh, designer? Yes. He's there every year. <laughs> no kidding. I can't remember the actor's name or the character's name, and I don't want to start any rumors, but a couple of years ago, Mindy Cohn left with him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been just to get a burger. Uh, oh, yeah, and there's a food truck that's outside, and there's constantly these, you know, uh, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing party. And one year I want to go as a guest, not as somebody who's working it. Um, but that sounds amazing. But I also like, I like how they pay me, <laughs> which is quite well. Very fair. Glenn Shaddix. That's the actor? Yeah. Played uh, Otho. Otho, yeah. Yes. I like Mindy Cohn. She also looks super friendly and nice. She seems like she she actually may be uh, be, uh, real good people in person. I think so. I think so. Um, Oh, and Calvin Klein... Who locked himself in a bathroom with a guy for way too long because there weren't enough, there are never enough bathrooms at that <laughs> party. I shouldn't be saying this stuff at all. Really shouldn't. I want to keep this job. Yeah, we can omit this in the edited version. In, in <laughs> right. the archive version, yep. <laughs> like I ever would. <laughs> I was listening to the. Our rebroadcast of the Downey Senior interview a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, and he uh, was talking about wife of some producer, and he's like, she's such a bitch. I hate her. Can we can we edit that? I'm like we're we're live. He's like, oh, it's in the cloud. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Free Britney's nipples! <laughs> Free them! <laughs> I was wondering, you know, I was talking about Hot Boy Summer and how I was going to have all of the sex this summer. We're already into August. I've only had sex with Lucas. It's been great. It's been enough for anyone, the way we do it. <laughs> but I was wondering, you know, what? why has this not turned out thus far the way... I thought it was going to turn out, and I know the answer. What's Because I've done absolutely nothing to make it happen. I've gone to zero parties. I've gone to zero bars. I've gone to zero, no kind of meetups. I haven't been even going to Washington Square Park, where I know people meet and gather and, and yeah. stuff like that. This is, ent- I, 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 I'm basically stop leaving my apartment at about 8 p.m. and I go to bed at 11. I get up at 7. This is so on me. (laughs) (laughs) This is entirely my fault. I don't have to feel bad about like maybe I'm not attractive enough. I don't feel bad about maybe I'm not this enough or that enough. It's just I'm not out there enough. That's it. I'm 
at least I'm going to tell myself that. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to get out there. There's, there's a, there's still plenty of summer left. There is. Even though I'm kind of sad that the uh, days are getting shorter. Yes. And now that I've identified the problem. I'm, now you must rectify it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm torn because I really like how healthy this has been. You know, getting up at seven, getting lots of exercise, and going to bed at 11. It's been really, really healthy. I feel better than I have in a long, long time. So I'm a little bit torn. I, I got to mm. find a middle ground. And, and I'm yeah. thinking that Washington Square Park during the day on the weekends, that's going to be. Yes. That, that, could, that could be it. Do a little people watching, walk around the park. Taking all the sights, you know? I mean, that's one of the best parts about Washington <laughs> Square Park. I love it. Ever since, uh, all my life. All my life, I've loved, I've loved Washington Square Park. I've loved, I've loved the, uh, the free entertainment. Um, especially, uh, there was a period where some of the just best comedy I've ever seen in my life, um, up, like, ever, even today, Mm-hmm. took place in in Washington Square Park by by the street performers that were out there making good money too. Uh there was one guy in particular who did uh who was almost made it mainstream. He got into a mainstream movie about taxi cabs or something. Um but uh but uh drug addiction got him. Mm. Uh and and the amount of money he was being paid for for mainstream fueled it. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a really sad story, uh, but but something uh, something something I want to share, you know, because because it's also interesting and and it's something we I think as a I think uh, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons mm-hmm. I'm I'm you know trying to get a lot more healthy is because I do want to get back into acting, and I think it's really good that as part of this whole thing, yeah, getting healthier, I am. I'm also, I don't have a lot of the bad habits that I had in the past. Right. And it would be very dangerous for someone like me to have a lot of money if I was me 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It's a cautionary tale, you know? Yes. Dude, I should, I should take your example. My, uh, my, my grief gut is uh, starting to get a little out of hand here. (laughs) I think you look great. I think you look great. Um, and it's it's when I think about how much work has gone into what I've been doing and how slowly the changes, it's not worth it. <laughs> I look fantastic. I feel the best I've felt in decades. If I could do it all over again, would no. I? Hell no. <laughs> But now it's habit, and I'm really a creature of habit, big time yeah. habit. So I can't fucking stop. <laughs> it's like it's like OCD. It's like 
About 8 a.m., got to do 25 push-ups. You know what? I I need to, I need to get off my butt and just do 25 push-ups. I have a suit that I need I need to wear uh, on uh, on Monday. I tried it on yesterday. The uh, the suit jacket, uh, the pants barely fit. The suit jacket um, fits well enough, but my mom was like, "Wait, what is that in your back pocket?" It was my ass. <laughs> All right. Well, with less than two minutes, I'm going to give you some quick advice. Don't think about what you can't do. Think about what you can do. Right now, you won't be able to do 25 push-ups. Maybe you'll, if you do five, that's mm-hmm. great. Next week, do six. Following week, do seven a day. Don't, don't do more than you can just because you think you need to get in shape very quickly. If you want to get in shape, know that it is more work than you ever thought it was going to be, mm. and your gains are going to be much smaller than you thought they were going to be, but they will come in time. It is just a matter of science. Okay. Uh, and, you know, my, it, in, in, uh, it's, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because if I went any deeper, we'd be cut off. Uh, and, that's never fun. <laughs> I don't like getting cut off. I like having a nice clean ending to the show. I like saying thank you, Calvin, so very much for being here. Thank you for having me. If you weren't here this evening, I'd be sitting here by myself, and I am not a solo performer. I am not a solo performer. I'd be hemming and hawing and looking for music <laughs> to play and ways to play it. I want to thank everyone uh, for, for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening to the show, and we hope you got something out of it. And uh, next week, we were supposed to have Dick and Dwayne this week, uh, but uh, they were not able to make it. But they will be here next week. Dick and Dwayne, thank you all so much. Show yourself some love. Show some love to those around you.